episode number two of the Brocast. My name is Thomas, also known as Mr. MMA Action from the Mr. MMA Action podcast. You can check us out on SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, also on Twitter at Mr. Underscore Harold. Mr. What am I talking about? Mr. Underscore MMA Action. Or you can also email me at the Mr. MMA Action at gmail.com. Joining to me is my brother from the same mother. Give it up to my brother, Alan. Hello, everyone. I am Alan, everyone's favourite Aborigine in the G. Also, uh, part of a podcast known as the podcast with that one guy where it's just me, sometimes with Tom, having a chat, having a chin wiggle. And I'm also part of the Low Cut Crew Cast Ks, no Cs. Yes, and uh, yeah, you can find us on the SoundCloud, the Twitter, the Facebook. And if you've got any questions or statements or complaints, just send it to the Gmail and we'll check it out. So guys, just want to say, since our first episode went up only a few weeks ago, we've had tons of likes on the Facebook page, we've had tons of likes and people are downloading and following our episodes on SoundCloud, so thank you everyone for all your support in what should be a fantastic podcast, just two brothers having a chat about life, including fatherhood, I think last week's or a couple of weeks episodes was uh, very well received in terms of some of the topics we didn't get any complaints which is fantastic but again some great support online you can also send us an email at brocast spelled b-r-o-k-a-s-t number two at gmail.com now today's episode what we wanted to focus on on is really something that alan and i both held uh, very close to our hearts growing up we used to love superheroes including comic books and then what we have recently is that big boom of comic book to movies. So you've got movies like Civil War, you've got Captain America, Iron Man, and all different types of movies. And we're going to focus this episode on superheroes, including those movies coming up, and also what things we like about heroes. So this is number, episode number two of the broadcast. All right. I just want to start with one thing where you're saying about superheroes. Can we talk about... The 1989, I think it was, or 1988 or 1989, Dolph Lodrum, uh, Punisher. Yes, Um, Yes. I put that on DVD Meditating in the nude in the sewer. (laughs) Everyone remembers that scene. My family was killed in the mob pit, and now I'm going to take on the mob. But first I need to meditate in the nude in my sewer. Oh, Dolph Lodrum. Yeah, yep. He takes on the, um, the Japanese Mafia, I think, in that movie. Is he Yakuza? That's yeah, right. nothing to do with the Italian Mafia. Yeah, because uh, as people know, if you're listening to this, and you know the Punisher, and if you've read any of the stuff back in the day, he does take on Ma Nucci, you know, and the... Uh, yeah, and the Ganucci family, and then pretty much throws uh, one of Ma Nucci's spoilers. Yes, this comic's been around for more than 15 years. He throws her into a, uh, a polar bear enclosure, and she gets her arms and her legs uh, ripped off, and then she's just left in a wheelchair. That was part of this, the Welcome Back Frank that yes. kind of I mean, kicked it all. It was a 10 part maxi series that was uh, done by under the Marvel, Marvel Max. Max imprint. Yes. Um, what was there? Steve Dillon, I think he passed away this year. He was the artist who did lots the Punisher stories, also the Preacher. Um, well, Garth Ennis, Garth Ennis was, yeah. he was the writer of Welcome Back Frank and uh, he loved that style, of the anti-hero style where he was pretty much giving his middle finger to, um, the, to pretty much like the people of Marvel or DC and stuff like that, and pretty much going saying. One thing I noticed about the Dalf Thunder of Punisher, it doesn't even feature the Skull T-shirt. He has a skull, no, he has not the T-shirt, but he has a skull knife. 
<laughs> that's right. That's right. Your awkward silence is right there. Yeah. A skull he knife. He has a skull knife. He pulls out a knife when he's taking on one of the bad dudes. I think it's a Yakuza dude with a really mad skill with, okay. with a katana. And he pulls out a, a, a knife with a skull on it. Can, for those of you who are listening to this podcast, can you please go to our Facebook page, The Brocast, and please post a photo of the Punisher skull knife? Yep. Because I did not have remember ever seeing that in the comic books. It's a stupid idea. I would like to see it. You can either send it to me in an email at thebrocast2 at gmail.com or post it up on the Facebook page. I want to see the Punisher Skull Knife. It just sounds so stupid. Yeah, it was amazing. That's one thing I do remember from that movie is that, yeah, uh, I have a knife and it's got, I don't know why he sounds like uh, Sly Stallone, but he does. Sly, dude. Uh, it's got a knife with a uh, skull on it and stab you with it. Well, talking about the Punisher and about Steve Dillon and also Garth um, Ennis, one of the favourite stories I liked was Punisher Born. Yes. For those of you who have not checked that one out, it talks about even, before it even had the family, that was wiped out. It's actually talking about how the Punisher was just Frank Castle fighting in the Vietnam War. In Vietnam. And the types of things that he had to see there from, you know, his fellow soldiers doing things they shouldn't be doing to villages that they were going into. Yes. But one thing, I think the ending saying, it's almost like he had this inside him and the, with the fact that his family went and actually, uh, you know, were wiped out by the mob. That's what actually made him who he was and making him this actual bad person. He heard so the again, voice. It was a very uh, an interesting read. That was a great read. Um, but yeah, it's just that he heard the voice because there is a particular scene towards the end when the Viet Cong are uh, teaming up on the uh, on their uh, base of where Frank and his friends are. And uh, Frank just starts to hear that voice where the Viet Cong start attacking. And he's pretty much almost like the last man standing where they have that last battle where the helicopters rock up and he is still one man standing with this giant machine gun and he's got this small shovel. Yeah. And pretty much during the first entire scene of that when the Viet Cong are attacking and he's the last man standing, he is just like ripping people apart. He's like sticking a gun into a Viet Cong dude and then starts blasting away. He's got this small shovel that anyone that comes near him, he's just taking off their it's face. fantastic. I think it was a four or six part series that one, but again I think it was... Uh yeah, Garth Ennis and Steve Dillon who did that. Yeah, a fantastic read. Welcome back, Frank and Punisher Born. Guys, check those out. Another thing I've been reading recently, I've started getting back into comics around 2014, 15, mainly reading DC with the Convergence event that they did. Also, The Flashpoint, which also became a DC animated movie mm-hmm. that came out. There was The Flashpoint, The Paradox Theory or something like that that came out with The Flash. And that also featured the alternative universes, looking at people like Thomas Wayne, who ended up becoming Batman, and Martha Wayne becoming the Joker. Uh, that was, again, another universe storyline. Sorry, I'm just going to interrupt. Uh, Martha, why yeah. did you say that name? Martha. Sorry. That, that was... there destroyed my enjoyment there of uh, Batman versus Superman. Such a uh, stupid thing. Because I did think, like, because I watched it with my son Matthew, and we're thinking, how is this story going to end? You know, what's going to make them stop fighting each other? We did know that, you know, Doomsday was going to be in it. Would they stop fighting because Doomsday is now attacking? But no. No. What they do, they do stop fighting to fight Doomsday, but they stop fighting because their mothers have the same name. They have the same name. Drive me crazy. Good on you, Zack Schneider, you clever, clever bastard. And it did really really seem, watching that movie, they thought, well, the Avengers are kicking goals, you've got Iron Man and Cap and Thor, all these great movies, let's try and catch up to them, 
let's not try and give people origin stories because everyone knows who Superman is and everyone knows who Batman is. Mm -hmm. Let's just create the, the DC Cinematic Universe, focus around those two, let's just bring in Wonder Woman. Everyone knows who Doomsday is, let's just chuck him in there as well. So again, it's almost like they thought, let's not do origins at all, yep. and let's just speed everything up, and let's form this Justice League, yep. which is what's coming next in the uh, the DC Universe. You've got Wonder Woman, which is coming out soon. I actually checked the trailer out Same here. the other day. It came out last week. And again, that's very much a prequel, um, yep. looking at how Diana became to be Wonder Woman itself with the death of her mother. Yep. And you've also got what's his name? Chris Pine, I think, from yeah. the Star Trek series. Yes. Playing uh, Steve Trevor, uh, which is very interesting. The love interest there of Wonder Woman. So that should be good. I just find the accent of the actress a bit annoying uh, playing Wonder Woman. Whenever I used to read comics, you would have a, in your head what the character would sound like. Yeah. And I think with it being based in America, whenever I would read a comic, you would think you would hear that American accent as you're reading the text on the page. Mm. And I don't get that from Wonder Woman now. It's on these movies because she's got a real, real European-style accent. Well, if you look at if you look at like what they did with Thor, in yeah. I always think that when Thor talks, you know, he, again he's played by an Australian actor, but he's got that verily I shall take you on. Yeah. But then also he did that in the first Thor movie, yeah. and then after that he stopped talking it's like, like that. We stopped doing it. He was like, yeah, come on, this is getting a bit stupid now. People don't really understand what you're saying. You're Shakespeare in the park. And he still does in the comics today, saying still things does. like V and Thar. And Thar shall take you on with my Val. mighty hammer yeah. of Valhalla. Yeah. So one thing, uh, Mike, this is something for me. I've always been a big fan of Superman. Uh, Alan Mike growing up, we did have choices, and he chose Batman and I chose Superman. And yes. that's something that I was always 100% behind him. There was some questionable Superman storylines, including the Electro Superman. Man, that was funny. Electric Superman. Back Electro. In, I think it was uh, the early 90s, 95. Mm -hmm. uh, that was actually post the death of Superman storyline where Doomsday killed him. Yep. When that actually happened, I think I was about 10 yep. when that storyline was happening. And back when we used to get comic books, today you have things like Minotaur in the city. You can get comics online as in digital download for your Android or iPad. We had comics that you had to go physically buy them. Yep. They didn't come in trade backs. You had to actually had to buy them single issue by single issue. Mm -hmm. And we had a local news agent in Murabark where we used to live, and we would have to go down there usually on the same time of the month, usually third week of the month. Yes. And we would get a whole delivery of new comic books. New comic books. Always a good When day. I was reading the, uh, the the death of Superman, I had to go and buy them all individual. So there was you had Superman, you had action comics, you had the adventures of Superman. So I had to buy all these issues to follow this one story. They're all big tie-ins because there wasn't a comic called The Death of Superman. They were all individual series that made up the storyline. And there was one of the really important issues I remember reading in the Doomsday versus Superman story where the entire comic is fighting. Yes. Every panel is fighting. There's almost no written word with any other character. The whole issue is just almost five panels of just uh, Doomsday going off against Superman. There's no written word. And that then leads to where they go back to uh, Metropolis, where mm -hmm. the fatal blow is struck and Superman is dead. Out, out the now, front of the Daily Planet. I've read tons of uh, and seen lots of docos where they talk about why they actually killed off Superman. And the biggest reading being is that people were getting bored of the character. Yeah. If you have a character with so much strength, he's almost invincible, invulnerable, he can fly, he has super strength, what enemy could beat him? He had beaten things like Bizarro, Lex Luthor, Zod, all these big people that come in with super strength and no one could beat him. 
And then during a DC meeting, they said, well, why don't we just kill him? Yep. And that's how they brought in a character known as Doomsday. He was also from the planet Krypton. Now, he was actually a scientist, a scientist test that developed into this huge monster. And he actually survived the explosion on Krypton before making his way to Earth, where he went on a tear, destroying the Justice League International yes. and Justice League of America before going after Superman and killing him. Um, but in the recent years, there's been lots of changes to Superman with the new 52, where they revamped the entire character, uh, getting rid of his prior history and getting rid of the underwear on the outside. Yes. So he ended up becoming a new version of Kal-El, a much younger generation uh, character. And then after much backlash from DC fans in the years that went past recently, they then decided to kill off that character and actually bring back Kal-El as we know him from the 90s, but again with a different revamp costume. Not the underwear, but still the, very much the character that we remember with the old curly fringe. That's something that I always used to, to love about Spider-Man or Superman, and I would try to do that with my own hair. Uh, but failed miserably. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Now we're going to pass it over to Alan to talk no, about uh, why he maybe doesn't like Superman. Well, I was about to say one thing about Superman. Now, you've seen The Man of Steel, right? Yes. The, okay. the first one of the, the next gen. Of yes. the Jack Schneider yes. trilogy of shit. Um, just a question. There's a scene where um, Clark is going back and thinking of himself as a child. And he's running around his front yard, yep. but he's got a towel around his neck. Yes. Now, we've all done this. We've all did this as kids. I remember doing it as a kid. You did it as a kid. And he's running around being Superman. Now, why is Clark Kent, young Clark Kent, doing that? What? what? what yeah. Why is he running around with a towel on his neck? Who is he trying to be? Is he trying to be himself? No, is there another kind of thing out there? doesn't make goddamn sense. Well, it's almost like, because you would have to think at that time too, if you think about comic books, mm. you had the Justice Society of America, you had heroes already established before Superman became Superman. Yeah. So Earth already had heroes. But if you look at the way Zack Snyder's done Max, um, uh, Man of Steel, they're almost like there isn't heroes. No. They're not publicly there. And you find out again in you know, Batman v Superman that there's meta-humans, as they're calling them, yes. that are underground, such as the Flash, you know, you know saving people. But again, yes. that's an interesting question. Yeah, it just... Who was he being? Who was he being? Because there just, really was no heroes that they talk about that he could have been trying to act like. He yeah, exactly. had things like Captain Marvel or Shazam, someone on TV that he could try and copy. Um, no, so that's very interesting, actually. I never thought about that. No, I remember looking at it first time, seeing it at the cinemas and going, what the hell's going on? Like, yeah, I understand what it's trying to look like. Yes, yeah. that's him dressing up as Superman to be Superman, but he doesn't know what Superman is. Exactly. There was no Superman back then. No. Just the kid wearing a cape. Just the kid wearing a cape. Yeah. Now, um, you going back? Okay. I don't hate. I don't really hate on Superman that much. He's just a god. He's just a guy who cannot be stopped. He has got these godlike powers. He can fly. He's enrollable. You know. Occasionally, oh, it's the kryptonite that will kill him. But yeah. Oh, this is fun to watch. What's Ooh. going on here? Jesus. People. Sorry, people. We nearly witnessed a car accident on the East Lake here in Melbourne. Well, hey. Good times. That, would, that wouldn't have been good. No. Nah. As you were saying, Earl. Yeah, the person was driving like Superman. Um, yeah, anyway, it was just um, very... Uh, I didn't. I looked at him and I thought, I don't really enjoy this guy this much. He's, uh, he's just too good. And that's why I looked at myself when I grew up and I loved Batman. Again, I remember watching Batman 66 back in the day, but I remember watching it like it was the re-re-re runs of it, you know, 20 years later 
and it was Adam, West. Adam, Adam West and Bert Ward, Julie Newmar, you know, as the Catwoman, and Bert Ward as the Robin, as Robin, and always oh, um, Adam West as Batman. I remember watching it. It was so campy and so silly. I mean, it was a lot of fun. But I've also spoken about this on the um, Low Cut Crew podcast that. Uh, Batman 1989, where they took Batman and they made it sort of gothic yes. and dangerous. Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton mm-hmm. there you go, Mr. Nanny, I think it was. Yes. And, you know, like, what the hell? And Beetlejuice, they're like looking and going, you can't do that. Yeah. Tim Burton. He's also yeah. a very short guy, too. He's not really tall. Yeah. And tall and brooding. Yeah, that's right. We always thought Batman is tall and brooding, but no, he's a short dude. Mm. Um, I didn't particularly like how. Michael Keaton played Batman. He played him as sort of a goofball, sort of like how Christopher Reeve was in the Superman movies. But he played a good Batman, you know. um, But in this one, uh, it was very different, like how Batman was always against guns in the comic books. Like, I don't use, you know, also very much in the uh, Christopher Nolan Batman movies, no guns, you know, I use guns, because his parents were killed by guns. They were, you know, killed off by Jack, you know, uh, either Joe Chill, if you're remembering from the old Batman comics or you know the newest One Nolan movies I always found very interesting was with the old campy Batman how mm. he had like the old his mask was never actually attached to his suit yes it was like put over his head and then tied around to connect to his suit yes and he used to wear grey and blue yes and then you look when they did 1989 complete jet black jet black jet black suit and yellow with the yellow bat symbol yes and you would think imagine if they tried to do the grey with that it wouldn't have worked no because no. I think with the way the director was putting it forward, he wanted to make Batman what Batman was like at that time. Yes. Because if you look at the old comics from the 60s and 70s, Batman did have that kind of greyish look to his suit. Yes. He used to wear like a bright blue boot with a grey with blue. the bat symbol yellow. Yes. And then going into the 80s and 90s, they started making his suits darker grey. Yes. And then almost then it became black. Yes. And then you get the 1989, and that really inspired this whole new look that he went through in the 90s comics where he started having darker outfits and was more brooding in the Batcave. It wasn't bright colours, mm-hmm. it was a lot more darker. When you look at how they sketched it in the comics, it showed that with the big coin and the old, all the suits there, they almost deleted that history of him actually having that greyish, campy-style character. They really did, and they took it to another place. And, uh, and again, he was a lot more like... If you look back at the old, old comics, he and Alfred were very much like... Go, Tom very much like a father and son type of duo but in the comics now in, of the 90s and early 2000s they were very much a uh, like you're my butler it was a tense relationship tense relationship where he would say master bruce I, what you're doing out there is completely insane i yeah. advise you to stop like they did that for the video games the batman video games are unbelievable they are so incredibly well done um, uh, Is this the Arkham series? The Arkham series. I never yeah, really yeah. got into them. Never? Yeah, I'm I a little know. bit too gadgety. Really? I yeah. thought it was unbelievable. I lo- I've played them all. I've enjoyed every time. I've uh, played two on Xbox 360, and yeah. i played the last two, last two or last three, sorry, yeah. on PlayStation. And they are an unbelievable, great series. Well, I remember series. when I was wanting to buy a game for Christmas, I think it was 2014, mm. and I Googled what were the top, you know, 100 games of that year. Top yep. 10 ranked, and I think number two or three was the very first Arkham. Yes. So I went onto the PlayStation 3 store and bought it, and I started playing it, and then I found out you can put other costumes in. Yes. Like Batman Beyond, 
and the costume from also The Dark Knight Returns. Yes. And I liked it. It just was too gadgety for me and the controls were a bit iffy. Mm -hmm. And I never really got into it. Um, but again, I've seen that the last few of them have been pretty good in terms of the reception they're getting, uh, in terms of the free roam around what you can play. And then you've also got The Batman VR. Yes, I was going to say, I would very much, I've seen a lot of reviews for that. And I'm not much of a VR person, but yeah. again, on the Low Cut Crew podcast, Damo and Jules talk about VR quite a bit. Um, but that is one game I would like to, for the future, try out, is the um, that series of um, games. It uh, looks unbelievable, looks very well done, and you get to put on the cow. Yeah. And you get to run around. So it's almost like a first-person Batman. Yeah, there we go. First-person Batman. And it's because I heard some people say, no, all they're doing is, is making Arkham Asylum as a first-person. It's the same games, mm. like GTA. Mm -hmm. In my GTA 5, you have the choice to be first-person or third-person. Yep. There has been talks that possibly going with this Batman game, it's not going to be an entire new game. It's just a VR version of the previous Arkham games. That's yes. what I've heard. But yeah. who knows? And there's also got Spider-Man coming, another Spider-Man. A Spider-Man game. Again, yeah. that's not VR, but again, that game's been done to death with what you can do with free roam, and I think there's talks of making it different. But finish off about Batman there. But yeah, it was a slide to finish up. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I've followed Batman for pretty much most of my life. Um, one thing uh, that brings great joy to me is that on my 30th birthday, I got to drive. I got to go in for a drive of the um, 1966 66 Batman oh, car. Yes. yes. Uh, I drove around with this young uh, young man. No, he was an older fella. Nice guy. Had a bit of a lisp. He rocked up on the actual day in the Batman '89 costume, but he was driving ah. Batman 66, because he, he was straight up, he told me, he goes, I'm a pretty chubby fella, and I, or I won't be wearing, because grey, and the grey and blue does not look good on me, so he told me straight up, and I said, mate, whatever, man, he says, but the black is quite slimming, I said, yep, yeah, okay, cool. Why didn't he get the 89? Vehicle. Someone already. There was somebody in the city that already had that. They already booked he, it. He sorry, already had. Sorry, Steve. I'm taking it to work today. But yeah, he. This guy actually did have the Batman '66 car that he vamped. He actually made. He actually had it working. He actually and he drove. We drove around an area just around here where I live near Bayswater, and had an awesome time. So, as we know, we're just talking about Batman v Superman. One last thing I want to talk about for those of you who are in fans of the Justice League, we know that the Justice League is the next big DC movie that they've got planned coming out in a few years' time. For those of you who have checked it out, check out the trailer. I reckon check out the Justice League trailer. You can check it out on iTunes. It does kind of break down who the team is now. With the Flash, who I think's not the best version of the Flash, making him a little bit Spider-Man geekish. Then you've got quite a young cyborg. Again, there's an important plot line there with the Mother Box that's attached to him, which is giving him his power. Again, the Mother Box will play a big part in the Justice League film. Again, it isn't Darkseid that's the villain, but Steppenwolf, which is one of the sidekicks to Darkseid. So again, he is coming down to Earth to try and find the three Mother Boxes. The other two are based with uh, the City of Atlantis, with Aquaman, and also with Wonder Woman. So again, should be okay. It does feel very rushed, um, but again, it does seem very interesting that you've got Darkseid 
and then Thanos on the other side coming uh, in Marvel, two characters very similar to each other, but it seems like DC's hit the fast forward button to try and catch up with the success of Avengers. Um, but again, you know, let's see what happens with that. Also coming up uh, is the uh, was it Ben Affleck's take on Batman? You know, because he is Batman now. He was uh, he played Batman in the um, latest Batman v Superman, and now he said he's going to direct and star in uh, just an unnamed Batman movie, isn't it? I did hear that it's called the Batman. That's all. Just the Batman. The okay. Batman. And the main villain in it is meant to be Deathstroke, is that yes. correct? Yeah. yeah, so Deathstroke, for those of you who don't know who he is, if you've seen Teen Titans Go, you'll know that he's uh, very similar looking to a character known as Deadpool in Marvel. Yes. And one thing that's also interesting, you've got Wade Wilson, Deadpool, and then you've got Slade Wilson. Slade Which Wilson. is the name of uh, Deathstroke in DC. So it has been rumoured that he'll be the villain, which is very, very cool uh, to see Batman versus Deathstroke in the Batman film. And there's also talks that it also might connect with the Suicide Squad, uh, which I'm yet to see, but know quite a lot about. Spoilers, Batman does rock up in that movie. Yes, I did hear that yep. with Angela Weller and the uh, the team there. So again, there might be a bit of a tie in there. Nothing to do with Joker, I believe, but more around it will connect with the Suicide Squad. So, yeah. So any last comments on today's episode? No, it's good to do it. Go, go back and uh, talk... Uh, well, I'm going to say it, geek shit. I have not done this in a long time. Um, again, you're talking about DC. I'm not much of a DC dude. The only DC character I really loved was, you know, is Batman. Um, but I'm more. I follow the shift. Uh, sorry, the ship of Marvel. So if we do another one like this in the future, I would. I could probably totally geek out on the uh, on the Marvel ship. But it is kind of nice to talk about DC because again, it's something. You and I grew up. We, we, uh, you and I, as young uh, young ages of you know, pretty much, uh, was it five and six or seven and eight? Well, we comic, were the comics were so there was so much access to them. Like you'd yep. go to a, a news agent, and you would have like tons of comics from tons like comics. The, the old Phantom Black and White comics yes. to then Archie to then Marvel to DC, and there were so many heroes then too with their own series, limited series that you could yep. get into. This is back before tradebacks. I remember the first time we went to Meditor, it blew my mind. Yes. As terms of how many comics providers and you know publishers are out there, but again, you know, with the whole digital and mainstream now, you know, people aren't really hand buying comics in hard copy form. It really seems like it's digital downloading's the future. That's um, right. So again, you know, I recommend going in and choosing a storyline. You've got Civil War Two, which is the do with the sequel to the 2006 Civil War comic book that came out in Marvel. That's one thing I could, that. I could talk all day about. It's very that. interesting. Comparing one and two, I would say one is the best because it mm -hmm. did involve more characters. This one I'm reading at the moment seems very rushed. They've realised they've only got like two issues left to finish the story and they're mm -hmm. trying to cram it all into one. But again, uh, thank you guys for tuning out. Do you want to say goodbye, Al? And I'll do a bit of a rundown. Yes, uh, thank you very much for everyone for listening. Uh, yes, we all know that Batman is better than Superman. I'm glad uh, that everybody no, we're agrees. Not, we're not saying that. Yes, we are. I'm saying it and I know it's true. Well, and thank it, you very much for agreeing. If we didn't have Superman, then we wouldn't, the world would have been saved because he can't one man batman can't do it yeah, so. what's what's he, what is super what the one good thing that superman did he actually went back in time yeah and he threw a magical s yeah that's right tom i'm going there i went there because I, I don't really support the films though because you know, he's never run around in time i don't think in the comics except if i'm wrong show me a panel from a comic send, send it on the facebook but page. has he thrown a plastic s at someone 
no, no styrofoam asses from I recall. Styrofoam asses. That I recall. Jesus uh, again, Christ. Again, it was uh, the writers uh, who wrote that in, which was terrible. For more information on our podcast, guys, you can shoot us an email at uh, broadcast, B-R-O-K-A-S-T, number two at Gmail. You can also check us out on SoundCloud at The Broadcast and Facebook also on The Broadcast. My name is Thomas. I also do Mr. M Magic Podcast. I ain't going to approach that because you can check that out yourselves. I'll let Alan just do a closing out and we'll see you guys for episode three when that will be. Yes, uh, yeah, you can find me. I do these uh, podcasts with that one guy. I'm also part of the podcast that's booming quite quickly, sort of, known as the Low Cut Crewcast. Find us on you know Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, Instagram. Yeah, this is the broadcast. Thanks for listening. See ya. See ya.